Legacy is our mission. Impact is our vision. But in the red ocean of fake gurus and wannabe experts, there's only one way to truly stand out and break through the noise. Welcome to the Masters of Influence podcast, where you will learn tips, tricks, and strategies to help you scale your online business faster than you ever thought possible. Today, we are here with the incredible Kathy Deco, founder of Savvy Maven, and she is obsessed, an absolute expert when it comes to getting your life together through systems and processes for your business. So Kathy, I've never seen anyone helping coaches with systems and processes in the way that you do. So I'm curious as to how you approach that specific industry and what your background is. Yeah, my um, kind of begin at the beginning, if you will. My my background is industrial engineering, which you know today is more uh, called like process engineering. So I've always had a, a very systematic mind and a very organized mind. My <laughs> my mom was just telling me the other day, like it doesn't surprise me that you can help people because you were always so organized as a kid. <laughs> so. It's kind of just, you know, where, you know, I, I started and it's kind of part of my DNA, I guess. But, um, you know, I've always been interested in making things better. I don't ever think anything's perfect. And you can always, you know, just iterate things just slightly to make them that much better. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I went to school and got a degree for, you know, taking what I already knew I liked and, and kind of making it official, if you will. And then went into manufacturing as my first job right out of school. So that was actually pretty fun because you get, you know, tangible results. You get to see what's happening. And, uh, you know, when you make improvements to the processes there on the line, like you actually see it in the output. It's a, it's a visible, tangible thing. So that was a lot of fun. And then from there, I moved into um, kind of a transactional world. So this is all kind of in corporate America, if you will. But um you know, working for a major credit card company and helping them with their processes. And now I'm actually in the corporate travel industry. And uh, that's kind of my my day job, if you will, is, um, you know, kind of helping that group of people make improvements to their processes. And, you know, what's what's happened here over the last few months, I would say, is, you know, I've been doing all of this now for for 20 years and kind of looking back on my professional career it's like you know it's all kind of been building to something that's a, a little bit different and what I'm what I'm really interested in is helping you know individuals um, you know people who are maybe small business owners or um, you know single entrepreneurs that are trying to get things off the ground uh, that that interpersonal connection and really seeing individuals, do better and improve their lives as a result of adding some structure is really kind of what's been driving me here lately. Um, we own, my wife and I own a small business that we are just starting up and we've started a few other businesses too, you know, and how that goes. Right. And right, right. Um, so through that, it's, it's really been kind of understanding what it's like to be a small business owner and, um, you know, overlay that with all of the systems and processes that I have built up 
through the years, just, you know, through the, the work that I've been doing. And it's all kind of just shown up and arrived at this place where it's all, you know, crashing together, if you will, in a positive way, all at the same time. So that's kind of where it's, uh, where it all came from. That's pretty awesome. Corporate America. What, do you mind sharing which corporations you work with? Uh, so the one that I have worked with here most recently for 15 years of my uh, career is uh, American Express. And so they've got a like a travel um, offshoot of that, if you will, that has, you know, in the, in the recent years become a joint venture. So now I work for their, uh, those guys in helping them improve their processes for all the frontline uh, travel consultants. So like, you know, if, if data, if you were going to be making a trip to a conference or something like that, uh, you could call us and we would help you to arrange that travel. So my role is to make the person who picks up the phone and helps you with that travel, make their processes more efficient. Awesome. I was curious. I was like, man, where does American Express and travel come together for something? <laughs> That's so cool, though. Yeah, historically, um, I think American Express, they, they started more as a travel organization, and then they moved into credit cards, and now, you know, they kind of kept the travel wing of it. So has it always been the luxury side of things, like luxury travel, or is it just general travel? It's general. So it's, um, you know, anything from... You know, just kind of your road warrior who gets to stay at the finest, best Western in town, you know, versus uh, the CEOs who, um, you know, get other perks uh, because of their, their position in the company. They stay in, you know, the finer spots. They go to the more exotic locations. Um, the so presidential suite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we actually book those for anybody. I don't know if that's in anybody's corporate policy to uh, to stay in the presidential, but, you know. <laughs> Hey, it'd be in mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'd, yeah, certainly it would be in mine too. Like, eh, I don't, I don't want to have to stay in these little postage stamps anymore. <laughs> Seriously, no, that was funny because I've done work with uh, big companies like Google and Macy's and stuff like that. And some of them, I've seen, some have different philosophies in regards to that. Some of them mm -hmm. will have their team staying in crazy often places, and some of them will have their team staying in little mini motels. Yeah, right, because they want to save some cash. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, kind of just diving into your transition, what drew you towards that? Because I know, you know, you just said that your mom said, well, I mean, it makes sense because you're such an organized person, but <laughs> what's driving you here? Because, I mean, you're just saying, well, you have what sounds like even just a pretty cushy position. There must be some drive inside. You know what I mean? Like, what? What's? Your, I'm curious. I always ask this question. Like, what's your why? Like, behind just the, the normal stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, here. I don't know. In probably the last six to twelve months, I mean, we've we have really been working on our own small business and you know getting in the trenches, and you know finding out what works and what doesn't work, and you know what works is having connections with people. So being able to network with folks, but not just network, like it, it's getting to know people, seeing where you can help them, where you can help them to be successful instead of, you know, just trying to jump right to the, so do you need a home inspection? You know, because like right. 
you know, you get there, you get there way too quick and, uh, and turn people off. Right. So, um, really we, we've been more focused on being of service to people, trying to find out where, you know, our expertise lies and how we can help people to be more successful. And that I think has been the big shift. So it's, you know, having our own business, uh, having an active role, like a, a major role in that and in its success. And it's just so much more rewarding for me. I get to talk to individuals who are having trouble that I can help them with right out of the chute. And it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. If it's a, like a home maintenance issue or they've got something weird happening at their house, they're not sure what it is, we can help. Um, if their life just feels a bit topsy-turvy and they're spending more time on work than they are with their families or, you know, self-care and things like that, I, I have... I have duped that out for myself and I have learned, you know, the hard way and been through the fire a couple of times to figure out like, it's just not worth it. <laughs> like there's a way to bring some order and still get everything done that you want to have done. And it's, you know, not the corporations that, that need that help. Like they've got their own systems. They have whole departments that I work for that come up with these systems, right? It's the individuals who are so deep into it. They just, can't see the forest for the trees. And I'm like a forest ranger. I'm just like, you know, Hey, <laughs> check this out. You can, you can have it all. We just have to institute some systems. That is just fantastic because what you're saying is that you are bringing enterprise level systems and processes into the hands of those that need them the most. Mm -hmm. And the ones that need them the most need them because when you are a small business owner, whether it's just a one person team or five or 10 or whatever the number is, it's easy to get caught up in the sales, the marketing, the products even, and then just forget about the rest, right? Not even think about efficiencies and processes. It almost seems like a foreign language when you really even think about it. So if you were, for example, just addressing someone like Tiffany, who is an online coach, entrepreneur, started from zero and now she's picking up a lot of tractions, right? So they got the followers, they've got some products on, on the works, right? How do you see even where to start, right? Because mm. when it's a, when it's a baby business, a lot of times you're just doing stuff off the cuff, right? And, and it's like, well, now we got to go here. Now we got to pivot. Oh, I guess we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you first, first prioritize even and then go, okay, this is what we need. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it all stems from whoever owns the business. And so, you know, that could be, you know, like where somebody in Tiffany's case, you know, she, she's the owner of the business, if you will. She's got a few contractors, a few folks working, um, you know, to, to help her um, or somebody that just is, everything. They are a one person show running the business. Um, I start with, tell me about what your pain points are in your life. And I look at it holistically because if you are not having positive relationships, you know, with your family, if you're not seeing your family, if you aren't doing your hobbies anymore, right, you, you don't get to go to yoga class anymore, and you're spending all of your time on your business, like in a way that kind of makes sense, but it's also counterintuitive. Like you need to have the time away from it in order to be able to strategize and think about where to go next and, you know, that kind of stuff, get removed from it to have some perspective. 
So my thought there is, you know, just start with the individual and say, you know, kind of tell me about what a week looks like for you and, you know, figure out some pain points from there. And once, you know, once we get that kind of dialed in and I, you know, can feel out what works and what doesn't for each individual, then it's like, let's just practice that for a while. Let's get some control back to your life to where you feel like you aren't just working the business, you know, 18 hours a day and barely getting any rest, right? <laughs> let's let's start there because, you know, whoever's running the, the business, whoever's running the show, if they don't have their stuff together, like if they're not organized, if they aren't um, able to think clearly and rationally and kind of step out of things, then I think the rest of the business suffers. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, that's the only person running it or whether there's multiple people involved. If, if whoever's running the show kind of, is a bit all over the place, then that's kind of how the rest of the business is going to go. So I would start with just, you know, the, the coach or the owner of the business at first, and let's just get you dialed in and then we'll see where we need to go from there. Brilliant points. And it is absolutely true that the mindset of the, of the business owner is going to definitely affect <sighs> how that business is going. So you're saying that you have to prioritize even just looking, first of all, at the pain points, like, okay, what am I, how's my life looking? What am I not doing that I do really do want to be doing? What am I doing that I do not want to be doing? Yeah. And knowing what to actually move away from the list. And that's the start of prioritization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, th I think that's a, uh, that's a good way of saying it. You, you have to kind of, step back and I see I've got the luxury of being removed from your day to day. Right. So right. I can see stuff that, Oh, like, why are you still doing that? <laughs> you know, like, do you really need to be the one writing every word of copy for something? Or can you just kind of find somebody that you trust and have them write something up and let you be the, uh, the editor, let you be the, the gate that says, yeah, it looks good. Publish it. Move on. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I have that perspective. And from, you know, again, having done it myself in starting the, the home inspection and other businesses up, it's like, I feel like, and so others must feel this way too. I have to do everything or else it's not going to be done the way I want it to be done. Well, right. in some ways that's true. And then in other ways, and, and, and I can help identify where, you know, it, you know, for you, where data has to be involved because what data brings to the table is critical to this piece of the business. So to remove you from that would be insanity, right? And then there's other pieces that's like, maybe you can just check it. Maybe you just check the copy and say, yeah, it looks good and, and move on and empower somebody else to take that part over, which then now frees up a nugget of time for you where you could do yoga or you could do strategy thinking for, you know, what's coming up for the next year for the business. It, I think about it in like calendar time chunks is kind of how I visualize it. And if I remove, you know, a two hour block because somebody else is doing the copy, now you data have two hours, you can be doing something else that is much more what you need to be focusing your time on and your expertise. I absolutely get that point because we're talking about many times when you're a business owner profit first and if you're not moving the needle with things that do produce profit first, you could even jeopardize the health yeah. of your business. Absolutely. 
And especially when you have people counting on you, you know, when you're absolutely having, and having employees and payroll comes up, right? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, all kinds of pressure there and uh, self-inflicted pressure too. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, it's, um, I mean, in a way, I kind of think of it like I can, I, I, I can help you let go of some of that just a little bit, like, you know, uh, kind of a, a saying like, um, you have to, excuse me, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. You know, it's, it's kind of along those same lines where it's like, okay, so it's all right for you to go to a yoga class, like take an hour and do that because that's going to give you, you know, a chance to, to think more clearly about what you need to do when you return. I, I can say that. I think people know that they need to do that, but for some reason, if you have somebody else kind of in there going, but it's all right. And I'm actually going to hold you accountable for going to that yoga class. Well, now, (laughs) now it's a different story. Now the, The change starts to happen. Brilliant. And I do believe in those uh, actions to fill in your cup, contributing to wiser decisions. It's mm. one of those things where even I admit that I've been working on lately because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you just want to keep going and going and going. And I'll be really honest with you. There's been many times where I even forget it was a holiday oh, yeah. or a birthday <laughs> for someone yeah. like a family. Uh, just being honest, it is what it is. I'm yeah. sure many people go through it, right? Absolutely. Right. And that's, you know, I guess sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not such a good thing. But, but I think that especially when you can have processes and systems that help you see things clearer so yeah. that it's not happening to you, you're actually making things happen. Absolutely. It's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's easier, you know, to, for me anyway, in my experiences to just map out all the stuff I need to do. And then I don't have to make any decisions. Like I just look at my calendar and then that's what I'm doing for the day. Yeah, easy peasy, right? Okay, I've got to go to yoga. Done. Next, you know, I put time on the calendar to take a shower. Done. Going to a meeting, you know, like it just makes it so much easier. Now I don't have to make as many decisions, which, you know, take time and take focus away from what I need to be doing. Interesting. So you're actually also removing time from making decisions can you go over a little bit more as far as that hierarchy that you have right there yeah i'm just trying to think i guess i've never thought about it quite that way before but um you know there's 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 things that have to get done every day right i mean and so you kind of fill those in first some of them have a time associated to them like you know you've got a meeting at noon so okay <laughs> like they are they involve other people external to you right and then there's other priorities that have to get done that you can do yourself and you know those are more like strategy or just thinking about ideas jotting down ideas you know all, all of those things that go into um keeping a business going and current and fresh and, and propelling towards the future um, gotcha. you know, there's other self-care things, which, you know, I think a lot of people don't really think about. They're the first thing to go <laughs> when, when things get busy, right? Like that's the first thing to go. And it turns out, uh, at least in my experience, they're the most important because as soon as you start shutting down some of those things to take care of yourself, then you start losing some of the other stuff. You start compromising on your, your decision quality 
you start compromising on the time you're spending with your family, like all of those things start to, to spiral out of control. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's ways to manage all of that stuff. And it's just a matter of finding a system that works best, you know, for each person. Like I don't have like a stamp that I just bring and then like, here it is. And that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to talk to you data. And I'm going to find out what works for you. What systems do you already have in place? What do you like or not like about those systems? And then let's exploit the stuff that you like, because that's the stuff that you're going to do. And then within that, just work out a way to prioritize things. I mean, if, if you've got a meeting with somebody at noon, it's harder to move that around than it is to move the block of something that you're just going to work on by yourself. You still have to get that block done, but maybe you need to take another important meeting. So you move your block and just kind of move the, the pieces around. And that's, it, it's a matter of understanding the priority for each person and then figuring out you know, a system that works for them. So I don't prescribe like thou shalt use Microsoft Office and Outlook and whatever. It's like, hey, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> and let's let's just make it integrate with what already works because you're already successful at some aspects of this. So let's just keep building on that rather than start over. That's a great observation because I think there could be some resistance, especially when you want to have more teammates or more um I call it director positions inside of a company, right? When you're expanding as an entrepreneur, you do have more strategic decision makers that mm-hmm. can affect your bottom line or, you know, and if you're successful, especially, it can feel like, well, I don't want to fix what's not broken. So let's not even get in there. Yeah. And it is something where I do see the importance of what you're saying, where you have to, in that case, adapt. Okay, say, say, how can I then make what I have already work with some of these other tools and resources yeah. that can help us get to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, my experience also though, is that it is so daunting to try to start something new that you're not familiar with, right? Like, just to, to switch systems, you know, from uh, like a like a Trello to a teamwork or something like that is just like, <laughs> you know, like. Just oh, you never thought, want to. I'm That's, sorry. You never want to. It's never. Uh, let's do this. It's like do no, I have never. to? There's, and it it just sounds like this other mountain that you have to climb, and like I'm not interested in making things harder for people. Like you've already got something that's working. Like let's just figure out what it is that works and let's just build upon that. And then you take away, you know, some of the fear of trying something new or some of the fear of, I don't have time for that. Put 30 minutes on your calendar to watch some YouTubes about how teamwork works. Yeah. Good. You know, like (laughs) it's, it's not, um, it's not as hard or as time consuming as it sounds. And I, I, feel like it's part part of my role to just kind of give permission to play around, you know, like just try stuff. Like it's, it's free. Like no one, it's not um, a matter of life and death here. So let's mess around and see what works for you and get comfortable with it. And, you know, so far that seems to work very well for people. That's awesome. Do you have any like favorite tools that you've seen out there, especially for these online entrepreneurs that, live that fast lifestyle of doing everything right like maybe they can they can start getting a little bit of organization in their lives 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen a few. Um, and Tiffany, uh, the 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 time that I spent with her over the weekend, uh, we we both got to kind of play in the sandbox a little bit on uh, a couple of systems. So it's uh, actually Trello and Teamwork. And I've been doing some research on those guys. And, um, you know, for, for me, like as a, just a quick and dirty, get something started, especially if you're a visual person, uh, Trello seems to be out of the box, pretty easy to use. You just create some boards, share them with people and start moving work around and prioritizing, you know, who needs to work on what and by when that thing needs to be done. It was very customizable, and um, a lot of the examples that they have online are more like personal, um, non-business applications like meal planning and you know stuff like that. But it's still something that can be utilized off the shelf, and, and it's it's pretty intuitive to just pick up and start working with. So um, you know, I liked I liked that one just for its ease of use right out of the box. I think it would make a lot of sense to a lot of people. And then, you know, teamwork is a kind of a different ball of wax. It's a little bit more um, involved, like in terms of it's what it's capable of doing. It's for like project management. So there's tasks and assignees and all this stuff. But it's um, a little bit more heavy handed, I would say, than, than Trello is trying to be. Trello is kind of a, I don't know, like a souped up Pinterest board in a way, like hope they're not mad that I said that, but that's, that's what it looks like to me. It's like, it's like Pinterest that uh, got a booster shot and it, it's, um, you know, you can prioritize and move stuff through where Pinterest is a static board, but teamwork is like the next level of that. So if you've got multiple people that you're working with, lots of uh, projects, lots of deliverables, that one was much more like workflow oriented and you can see the the work march through the steps. You 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 know you can kind of get a feel for where things are at at a glance. Where Trello was a little bit more clunky when it came to that. But again, right out of the shoot, e- either one of them would work. And I think they both have free offerings that you can just try out and see how they work for you. Like I said, I'm I'm a trial and error person. So <laughs> like if it works for you, great. If not, there's plenty of other things like those that are out there. But those are the two that I've been exposed to here most recently that. We're pretty slick. That's awesome. I act, I have not gone that deep on either of those, but I have heard plenty of good things. Mm. So I'm happy to hear uh, some of the stuff that you're saying, and we'll probably dive more uh, deeper into teamwork. Cool. I was wondering in regards to now taking it to the next step, which is okay. Now I, I got some priorities. I got a hierarchy. I know somewhat. One needs to be put in place. Okay, what's next? Like, if you could even break down a process from like beginning to end, I've got a business. I don't have a single system. <laughs> I mean, that's a scary place to be at, but because you know what I mean. But okay, where do I start and where do I end? Okay. So I think once we have, you know, thinking back to earlier, once we have kind of your calendar, and again, I just use calendar because that's uh, the visual representation to me. But once we get you off the roller coaster of like not having time set aside to handle all important aspects of your life, once we get you, you know, balanced out there, then it's like, okay, tell me about your, your business. And I, I start with pain. Like, what is your most painful thing that is happening in your business right now? Is it that 
Um, you're having trouble invoicing at all. So like you can't get paid. Are you having, you know, like, are you having trouble with your response time to your customers? So, you know, they're interested, but then you lose them because you can't get back to them fast enough, either via email or, you know, in whatever channel. Like I just start with the pain and like, Pro let's. And procrastination, it sounds like. Well, I, I think so. I mean, in, in some, in some cases, I don't think it's active procrastination. I think it's more like that feeling of being overwhelmed to the point where you just don't know what to do next. And so everything seems white, hot, urgent. You, you've lost that, that, that ability to say, Ugh, this is my number one thing that I need to, to focus on. That's, that's where my uh, being on the outside looking in comes into play, right? Because I'm just like, it's this. <laughs> like, you, you have to focus on this. And, you know, it, whether it's homework assignments or, you know, whatever it is, like, I can help, help hold you accountable to just focusing on those things. And we just peel the, the onion back based on what you, Dater, or you, Tiffany, or you, whomever, what, whatever your pain points are, that's what I want to pay attention to because those are the things that are keeping you up at night. Those are the things that are preventing your business from going to the next level. It could be basic. They could be very difficult um, and complex. But like I, like I said, I'm willing to dive in on whatever and kind of figure things out. And my systematic approach, like I can, I can kind of just figure out anything. It's just a matter of like you've got to just be – um, transparent with me, tell me what's really happening. And then we just kind of go from there. So it's like, you know, if I think about it in a two or three step chunk, you know, like high level phases, there's, you know, get yourself together, <laughs> you know, get, get uh, your pain points identified. So these are like your own pain points. And then if you've got multiple people working there uh, at your business or um, multiple processes that are causing you pain. Well, then we need to spend a deep dive layer and go into the gory details on what's happening on each of those and find out, you know, what systems can be put in place uh, to improve some of those processes. Like these things don't happen overnight. Um, you know, we have to dig in and we have to put some new, make some new habits and put some new things in place. But you know, if, if I look at you as a, as a person, as just a human on this planet and get you comfortable, look at your main business pain points and then look at your overall business. If you're still experiencing pain, you know, or, or new pain comes up after we whack these moles down, you know, the game where the moles keep popping up and you just whack one and another one comes up, right. like we'll, we just keep diving in. Right. And, and kind of sorting through what's going on and uh, attack it from that front. But for me, it all starts with you as the owner. Let's get you stable. You know, Oh, I hate that word, but <laughs> let's get it to where it's not so uh, volatile. And then we can start digging into your pain, your high pain points. Now it's a strong point. Definitely a strong point. When we're talking about volatility, it's volatility of the mindset, volatility of clarity and action. So totally yeah. what you're saying. I, I'm going to say um, when we talk about processes and systems, I will say that as a business owner and entrepreneur, it can feel like a very technical thing. Mm. When you, even when you hear that, it feels like a very unsexy, just <laughs> right, like very mathematical yeah. operation. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Strat- like, like strategy has its creative side, but and I'm sure this creativity to what you're talking about, but very logical, right? Yep. And I think that's probably the reason why so many business owners underrated and just push it to the side until they really have to, until the pain is so strong they can't handle it anymore. You see a benefit in actually doing it earlier rather than waiting for that pain to get so bad? Yes. Um, I, I do think you're right that it's um, more left brain logic, uh, you know, but I try to bring on the right brain side of it too, because it's, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're, you're running a business, but you're a person. Like you're a human, you've got feelings, you have emotions, you have things that bring you joy and things that bring you pain. Like processes are things that I can help you with and they don't have to be sexy. They don't have to be technical. They're, they're just um, different habits that you can form that help you to be more efficient. So then you get to do more of what you really like to do. Um, starting earlier certainly is better, right? Because, um, if, if you get to a point where you, you have hmm, trying to think of how to say it, like if, if you're so overwhelmed and you're so under the pump, you, you, you don't even know that you need help. And I have been in this place where it's, you're, you're just so drowning in what's happening that you cannot, somebody throws you a lifeline and you're just like, Oh, I can't even be bothered with it. Like I'm so busy. <laughs> and it, to, to get out of that place takes a lot of effort and a lot of like redoing your, your thought processes and your mentality and your habits. It's, I mean, trust me, it is a lot of work to, to do that versus going in up front and just setting up some, some boundaries, setting up some parameters for how you're going to, to operate, how much time you're going to allow uh, yourself to spend on the business in a week. Uh, even something as simple as that, where you just kind of start out with, you know, some some number of hours in a day or something can be very uh, powerful so that when you start to feel overwhelmed and you, you like you'll notice like it's after 5 p.m. for the, the fourth week in a row <laughs> or it's, it's after 7 p.m. now, like you, you'll start to notice I'm, I'm exceeding my boundaries here and that's an easier course correction to do than when you're just so far gone that you're working 18 hours a day and you can't, you can't even identify that you are struggling. Right. The question then is what happens when you almost justify the 18 hours a day? Like it needs to happen. Yeah, I think, I can certainly see, and I, I mean, I have, I have been in that position, right? I have been to that, to that place. I've been to the edge <laughs> and it's like, everything seems so important at that moment in time. Uh, there's, there's nothing that you wouldn't do in, in support of the business. I mean, you're, you're sweeping the floors, you're, um, wiping down the counters, you're doing payroll, you're doing the invoicing, you've got the website, you're doing, you know, posts on Facebook and whatever, like there's nothing that you won't do. And, and, you know, to some extent that is why 
we are entrepreneurs, right? Like we want that level of, of control because we believe in the product or the service and the outcomes and feel that only we can attain those things. But there, there comes a point where you become ineffective at any of those things because you are focusing on all of them at the same time. And I think for, for me, that's the thing that I would like to help small business owners, entrepreneurs understand is like, okay, like, well done. Like, let's, let's sit back and think about the, the great work that you have done to get the business to this point. Like that, that's to be celebrated. So let's just take a pause there and think about all the stuff that you've had to done to, to, to do to get to this point. Now, to get to that next level, there's things that you should be focusing your time on, your skill set, your input, your strategy, your vision. Those apply to very specific things. Sweeping the floors, wiping the counters off, uh, maybe processing payroll and doing invoices, you know, like that, that stuff from my made up example there is like, do you really need to be spending your valuable time on those tasks or should you be focusing more on the strategic stuff that is going to help take your business to the next level? Like you got here on your own willpower, just in determination, but now it's time to, you know, separate that and get some help. And finds other ways, either automation or outsourcing or, you know, whatever you want to call that. There's other ways to do some of those things that aren't that critical to the business. I have ideas based on who I've, I've talked to about stuff that's critical to a, a business, like in general. But you as the owner know what should or shouldn't be doing. So I kind of maybe go through that discussion, you know, to say, Tell me where your time is best spent. Tell me stuff that you do, but you actually don't like doing. Tell me the stuff that is like, oh, it's been in my inbox for three weeks. I know I have to do it, but I don't want to. Like, tell me about those things because those are the items that you just are not going to contribute the highest value to. Somebody else can, can contribute very well in those spaces Let's focus on what it is that you are best at and what you want to be doing. Because, and, and I I've, uh, was telling one of my, uh, one of my friends, it's like, you're the boss. So you like to get do, you get to do whatever you want. You know, like if you want to be doing speaking, speaking engagements and teaching people, writing books, um, you know, uh, writing a children's book, like whatever you want to be doing, like that's what we should be focusing on for you and, and working towards that as a goal. Um, you know, all of this stuff to get the business going, like it's, it's, it's a little, uh, maybe like your, your kid has grown up a little bit and they, they don't need to, you know, have you make their sandwiches for lunch anymore. Like they can make their own sandwich, you know, like there's, right. <laughs> you know, it's just like being able to have that kind of conversation with somebody to help them, uh, you know, see, man, I, I really don't have to be doing all this stuff anymore. How have you found, you know, uh, a way to actually get entrepreneurs 
to transition smoother with that because I think that's a big problem. It's a big bottleneck. Mm. And I get what you're saying, which is brilliant. You just dropped some golden nuggets right here in regards to a very, very big problem, which is I basically in the sense of an entrepreneur perspective, I'm getting in my own way, right? When we get in our own way, yeah. that's when that's when these things happen and we don't want to let go. We don't want to let go of things even like being you know, whatever position it is, right? It could even be something that seems important, right? No, I have, yeah. to, I have to, like you said, I have to make the social media posts because it's da-da-da. But there could be somebody that does it better. And, and you're actually inviting them to look at, okay, if you did hire somebody to write the copy and you, you just edit it or just supervise it and then say, okay, that's good to go, would that actually produce a more favorable scenario where Maybe you could even create more revenue. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could free up your time. Maybe you could do all these things that you want. You just haven't seen it that way yet. Yeah, that's that's really the the crux of it, and kind of the uh, the carrot, you know, in in terms of the um, incentive to maybe relinquish control of some of all, you know, all of these these facets of the business and focus on some of the bigger ones is you know again if i think about it just a visual representation of a calendar like you not writing that copy anymore just removed two hours out of your week and now you've got two hours what do you want to do with your two hours right and then you start turning that into a, a positive reward of like okay so if i have a checkpoint that helps me to know that the copy is what gator wants it to say then I feel better about that. And I also got time to go to the gym or I got time to spend, you know, strategizing for what our next move is. Or I had this cool idea about how to monetize something else. I really wanted to flesh that out with somebody. So it's, it's using that kind of mindset shift to say, you could be doing so much other cool stuff. Don't you want to be doing that? And just kind of, you know, letting, letting the conversation go from there. You know, that's a very strong point because I believe that, as, especially with online coaches and online entrepreneurs, the top things they should be doing is, number one, being the face of the company, meaning they're the ones who are only able to do the Facebook videos, Instagram videos, right, or Facebook mm -hmm. Live. That's not something that somebody else can, you can just hire and say, hey, just, you know, be me. So, <laughs> right. So that's the one part. And then the other one is what you just said, which is product creation. Nobody else can create your products, especially when it's a course, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to your, your actual knowledge and experience and they want you to do it. Right. So when they spend time on even graphics or <laughs> copy or even other things, you can even be being your own CPA. Like I know some people that are banking serious cash and they still act as their own CPA. Ooh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, with big numbers. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yep. do you, see, see what I mean? Like, why do you still feel like you have to be everything in your business when, you know, and, and you see that overwhelm, right? You see that, Oh my gosh, especially not necessarily all the time, but especially when things start to pivot, maybe one month didn't go exactly as they expected, right? And then it feels like it's the end of the world. And I yeah. think, yeah, I think having these processes and systems 
does help, like you said, even the word stability just ground you as a business owner and have that peace of mind. Hey, when somebody or something doesn't go as expected, you have a lot more capacity, mental capacity <laughs> among the rest to handle those experiences. It, for example, we have one client where Facebook was driving traffic to a landing page and Facebook went out for the weekend. Meaning the servers mm. went, the servers went down. So imagine just driving traffic to a blank thing, blank page, and and it Oof. comes back. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, well, if if you're somebody that is overwhelmed in life and in that mode of, you know what I mean, like unorganized and chaos, you're mm -hmm. probably going to be a lot more worried. Right, than the business owner that is has everything in order, everything in place, and they yeah. see it and go, oh, yeah. you know, we'll just see what happens with that and, and adjust accordingly. Yeah, and and you know, your your that scenario is an interesting one, right? Because it makes me think of a couple of things. Uh, the first one is like, can you control as a business owner that Facebook went down? Yep. <laughs> You know, like you can control your reaction to it, right? Like, um, you know, once it's back up, like you could put a little note out there or have somebody put a note out that's like, hey, guys, there was a blip, uh, you know, sorry about that. And, you know, kind of message it so that you recognize and, and empathize with your customers who are trying to reach you in that way. Or, you know, in um, the other hand, if you're missing out on business, like, you know, they'll find you. They, they went there. They know Facebook's down. They'll try you again, right, if they're really that interested. So, um, you know, what can you control? And then the other uh, concept that I was feeling while you were saying that is, like, scarcity versus abundance. Like, the person who is overwhelmed and is so worried about losing those two days or two hours worth of, of leads that were coming from Facebook has, like, a just a chokehold on what's happening and that for me is a scarcity mindset like you're you you're you're holding on to it so tightly because you're afraid you're going to lose it when if you would just relax your grip like in your second example where you know it's like eh, you know we'll we'll just deal with it we can't control that it went out we will handle it you know as um as we see fit we'll trust that people will come back cuz it was a facebook outage like that, that's just a whole different mindset there. And it's easier on you as a person, on your health. It's easier on your family and the people who are around you at that time. It just, to me, just screams more of like, I'm in control. I'm in the flow of things and I'm not going to let something, you know, kind of trip me up. I'm, I, it's, yeah, it's a blip, but it's it's not something that's going to sink the ship where the, the, the first person who gets so fired up about it is like, ugh, you know, <laughs> like I don't know how else to, to, to say it. It's just a stranglehold and, and they're just scared of the business that they lost for that that time. Like that just is, um, ooh, it's, it just would not be a, a good spot to be in. Like you think about being around that person, they might be throwing stuff, you know, like they're getting all fired up about it. Well, that's the funny thing that with online coaching and especially when you're an influencer, in social media, we can tell as an audience, we can tell how you are in life. We can tell for you. Mm. We can look at your eyes and see if you've had a horrible day and you're pissed off mm. at something, right? We, and especially in these online businesses where your state 
like for example, we have a client that you do know where it's a self-defense coach and she teaches empowerment and confidence and all this stuff. If the audience sees her in a worried state constantly, <laughs> in a state where she's not confident, where she is sad, how is that going to look for a brand that teaches confident yeah. happiness, right? Empowerment. That's going to be completely misaligned and you're going to repel your audience. It's going to be mm. out, of, out of integrity even. So that's, you know, I, I even had another, there's another client we have where she was doing at a certain time, some network marketing stuff where she was preaching, Oh yeah, you can do this part time. You could, you know, totally have the freedom lifestyle. But then when the audience saw her literally working the 18 hour days, as you call it, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I don't, yeah, this doesn't make sense. I don't think we want to yeah. do that. You're, you're saying the part-time thing and, but look at you, what's going on? Yeah. Here? So nobody yeah. no, I, I think it's an important point to kind of be aware of where there's incongruency in your actions and your reactions as compared to what you want your brand and that your, your company's persona to be. I mean, you think about the majority of folks, there are, there are some folks out there I know like who just enjoy the drama, right? <laughs> but for the most part, people don't want to do business with somebody who is volatile or, you know, where things are out of control and you're not sure what to expect. I think that's the, that's true in just interpersonal relationships. Like, do you want to hang out with somebody where you don't know if they're going to show up, even though they said they would like that, that's no fun. That gets old. Right. So there's a, a level of trust that's gained by having things, as you said, line up brand wise versus your own actions. Absolutely. Doing things out of alignment is key. Your audience sees it, your employees see it, your coworkers, your partners, even the people that you're, Trying to you sometimes even developing partnerships, you attract right how are you, how you are law of attraction stuff. Yeah. So opportunities, opportunities is another thing because I see a lot of the online entrepreneurs that are like what you just said. Hey, we want to become highly paid speakers, we want to be on stage, but then they're doing they get they get busy. The thing is, they get busy doing the stuff that is not even going in the direction of becoming a highly paid speaker. An example of that is like you even said, like those sometimes they're even working on their own website when they don't even know how to start doing that. Yep. So, you know, given, given that that is a, a pain point that is common, especially when it comes to the marketing and sales side, have you seen some hacks that have worked, you know, maybe you could share some with them in regards to that side. Cause that seems to be the one where they go, well, no, I have to really be fully involved. You know, I, I, it's my baby or, you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to let go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's, it's about finding someone else who is skilled to do what it is that you need. So if we, you know, talk about, um, you know, writing, marketing copy, for example, um, you know, there's, there's avenues out there to find folks who are good at that. You may even know them. They may even be like in your inner circle. So you trust them a little bit more. Um, but there's, there's ways around, you know, that if you have no 
outsourcing channel. So um, things like Fiverr or like Upwork, you know, I've, I have used those in um, different situations, just kind of depending on what it was that I needed at the time. But, you know, you can get um, there, you can get good quality stuff done. You're always the gatekeeper and, you know, just find somebody who will allow multiple revisions and, you know, they're not happy till you're happy kind of thing. And those, those tend to work out in a pinch, they work out just fine. And then who knows, it could become a burgeoning uh, relationship. I would say, you know, other, other, there's other networking ways of finding that out too. So like, uh, I'm a member of um, Facebook groups for the local community. So the neighborhood that I live in, the town that I live in, you know, uh, that kind of this, this part of, of town. And there's all the time posts on there like, man, I just need to make an extra few bucks a month. I just want to work from home. I know how to, you know, I can type so many words a minute. I've done some marketing stuff before. Like you, you can find folks out there who it's, it's a perfect fit. You need them for maybe five hours a week, if even that. And they, um, you know, are just sitting there after their kid goes down for a nap or after the children go to bed and they just crank the stuff out and send it over. You're the gatekeeper. And those those tend to be such a win-win, right? Because you're, you're helping somebody out who really needs the help. Uh, you know, they're good at what they do and they're just doing it as a, as a side hustle. You know, they don't want to drive for Uber or, you know, whatever, right? Like there's, there's lots of side hustles out there, but there's, there's folks that you can find. I would say, you know, if you're not already, you know, kind of in a Facebook group or a member of your local community, they exist. And, um, who runs those and who, who you would seek out to find them if you can't uh, find them organically is realtors. Realtors create these boards, uh, these groups as uh, a way to help their clients and potential clients get uh, acclimated with the local community. So those guys are a hotbed of um potential opportunity so if you're in a spot you're new to town or you know something like that you see a realtor sign just hit them up on facebook they're never going to be like no i don't want to talk to you right because they're always looking for that next lead and then see if they are aware of any local community groups and then it's a win-win you you keep it you know it, it, it works best for everybody in the community uh, yourself and whoever is helping you out and then in a pinch you know fiverr upwork those guys that I've had fine experiences with, with the folks that are out there too. So it's just kind of a matter of what you, what you want to do and what you're comfortable with. If you don't already have somebody on hand that you could just say, you know, can you write me 500 words of copy, you know? Right. That's fantastic. I never even thought about the realtor aspect of things. Definitely. Yeah, those, those guys, <laughs> uh, we, we've learned quite a bit about, uh, you know, the, the role that realtors play, uh, you know, in, the community through our uh, home inspection business. So we know a lot of realtors and it's like, they're a big driving engine. Like you need something nine times out of 10, a realtor is going to have a connection for you. So that's one of my like hip pocket pieces of advice, you know, is like, if you need something find a realtor because they, they probably know somebody or already have that connection for you. They know a lot of people. They I do. love them. And I like what you just said in regards to using people as you need, 
Because you don't necessarily, some people think they just have to go ahead and, and hire like full time or something like that. And it's mm -hmm. like, wait, 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 like, you don't even have to do part time. You just, yeah. do, right? You, you just said it. Yep. You can hire someone for five hours. I even thought about it. You'd hire a photographer for a session, just like that, a copywriter just for one thing, a la carte, and start delegating little by little, mm -hmm. and then ramp it up as your revenue grows. Rather than think that, no, 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 I have to get to that revenue until I then start hiring. So I have to do it all myself. There's some people, I kid you not, there's some people that say they have to get to a million dollars a year before they even start delegating. And it's like, that sounds like a lot of work. That's a lot of business. <laughs> yeah, for one person. You know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, I like that where it's just, you know, if you start small, the, the other kind of benefit of that is there's there's very little pressure, right? Like you are probably not up against a super huge deadline if you have one piece of copy that you need to get out. I mean, you, you might be, but compared to like if you have 10 or 20 pieces of copy that you need to get out all in, in a, a short period of time, right? So if you've just got one thing that needs to get done, there's, there's no pressure. Then that gives you an opportunity to build a relationship with somebody you know to to write copy and maybe start writing copy for you as things start to build up so it's not like dater i need this copy i need it right now it's it's like i need it by the end of the week send it over i'll have a look at it it's just got to get posted by monday like those those are the kinds of things where you you can build up the rapport and and scale people through the relationship so when you know, you get to where you need more and more pieces of work and more pieces of copy in this example, you and I have already worked together, right? I've already um, been reading what you have sent across. I'm already comfortable that you have my voice. We've got it dialed in. And then I can throw you 20 at a time or, you know, whatever. And then it's it's just that much smoother for, for everybody involved. And then we start ramping up your hours and who knows, maybe, maybe you don't want to be full-time employee maybe you do like it's 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 real flexible but it takes the pressure off if you start sooner and you just start smaller and then you know if you don't like what that person did you have time to find somebody else you know like there's it just relieves um a lot of what makes us i think sometimes make hasty decisions and then you know we get less than quality stuff published because we're just up against a deadline gives you that chance to, uh, you know, build a relationship and get somebody who might be around for the long haul, which helps you as the small business owner in the end. Absolutely. Those are the people that we do want. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably the reason why a lot of people hesitate hiring even just for little things because the perfectionist mindset kicks, kicks in. Nobody, you know, the, the nobody can do this better than me type of thing or no, nobody will do anything like I would do it type of mentality. Yeah. You do have to let go of that and you have to prioritize. I mean, what would you call it? I mean, you prioritize growth, but you could also prioritize what really does matter to you mm -hmm. in the end. So that's why you're asking about the pain points and the big whys and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's that's the that's how you get you know from where you are to where you want to be. And it even gets you thinking about where do I want to be? You know, like maybe you, you, you started off your business and you just were 100% full in um, and you didn't even 
take a minute to think about what you wanted to do. And then you look at or the goals, right. And you look up and it's been a year or two and you're like, this is cool, but I'm running myself ragged right. and we've kind of hit a plateau. So, I mean, it just, it all just kind of helps to have that perspective. And the sooner you start thinking about stuff, uh, you know, the, the easier it is to get in the mindset that will help you, you know, be successful and still have a life and, you know, other, other good balances there in the years to come when you do achieve and then exceed those goals. That's the thing. It is about creating the life that you love and not yep. just a business you love. Because here's the thing, you're going to start resenting it at some point mm -hmm. and so resentment turns into sabotage. Yes. Especially when you grow the revenue to a point where you're cranking and, and if you're working your 18 hour days and it's not something like you envisioned and it's not going to be something that you envisioned for a while, then that resentment and that anger is going to come out and you're going to start. Like I've seen it. You're going to start yeah. saying things like, man, I feel like I'm working my ass off, but I'm, I'm not growing. I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah. So it, yep. be, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been in that place. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's part of where some of this, uh, you know, experience, if you will, comes from is I've, I've been the 18 hour a day person. I have run myself, you know, ragged and it's just like, this is not, this is not at all what I wanted. Can you this share a little bit more? Oh. Sure. What, yeah. What was, it, what was an 18 hour day for you? Well, um, it was a, global product launch. So, um, at my, you know, current company, we launched a new system and this is, this is what years in 19. So this is like seven years ago, but, um, you know, I was the point person. So I was the, the lead on rolling out this new product and it was a replacement of an existing product. So it sounds so simple, right? Except, you know, no one likes change and no one adopts change quickly. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty tricky and pretty involved. The, the system itself was fairly complex. And, um, you know, so we were driven very heavily by timelines um, to, you know, hit certain deadlines and make sure that certain countries were rolled out uh, within a specific amount of time. And uh, we started rolling things out and, it stuff just kind of hit the fan. It, I mean, you, you, you name it, it happened, you know, like there were, there were uh, technology things that weren't working. We had uh, too much demand on the system that we never could have anticipated. And so the servers were going down and like, we, we were just having just like all kinds of, of issues, but that's what happens, you know, when you take a, a, a new product and you put it out into a mature and very high volume environment, right? Like you're, you're going to have stuff come up and there's only, you can only prepare so much for it. And then you just have to throw it out into the real world and see what happens. So this was the aftermath of that. So in a global environment, so we were launching like the United States and Australia and a couple of other uh, countries at the same time. But, you know, just think about that in terms of time zones, right? So, <laughs> 7 a.m., you know, I'm catching all the, the East Coast people um, who have already been up and running business for a couple of hours and are having problems and then sticking around until 11 p.m. at night so that the Australian teams and the problems when their markets opened up and the stuff that they were experiencing, they could report 
and have a, uh, you know, basically a forum in which to share their um, displeasure <laughs> and the issues that they were having. So it was just weeks and weeks and weeks of that seven days a week or eh, seven. I, it was six days a week. I, I set Sunday aside because somewhere between Saturday and Sunday, none of those markets were open mercifully. So <laughs> that's, that's when, you know, I could, uh, you know, go to the grocery and, you know, just some of those very basic life tasks. Um, and it's, when, when you're in that, it, it's, it's that concept of just being so overwhelmed that there's so much work to be done. I mean, I would get hundreds of emails a day because in a global environment, business is always open. So there was never a time like where I could go to sleep and come in and have no emails because nobody else was working. Like it was just an onslaught. And that gets, it, it gets to where everything's white hot. You can't triage a single thing because it's all so urgent and everybody wants to speak with you on an individual level. Like I've got to talk to you and it's hundreds of people. So my boss tells me one day when I'm talking to him, you know, and we would have like regular meetings just to like see how things were going or whatever. And I'm just like, it's not working, you know, and you just have that like breakdown moment. And, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, I keep crying on the phone. You know, and he's like, you gotta, you gotta take a day off, man. And I'm like, no way. There's no way. And, you know, eventually uh, I heard that from enough people that they were all, you know, so like my mom and my sister and like all these people are like, my God, you got to take a day off, psycho. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and that finally, you know, got me the perspective to where it's like, okay, need a new game plan here. This is, this has gotten, you know, really out of control. And that's when I started implementing, you know, some additional systems, some additional parameters. We would put like, um, use automation. So put an out of office message on the mailbox that all the problems were coming to and just say like, guys, we are swamped. Here's the issues we know about. If you're reporting the same issue, we've already got you. If you're not open up a ticket so that we could just stop the, the spamming that comes in because everybody thinks they're helping by telling you about these issues. So that's just like one example. And then I would have uh, group meetings where I would get all of the customer facing reps on the phone at the same time mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, none of this one-off stuff, you guys, like you're killing me here. Let's just all get on the phone. We'll have an hour and you just ask me whatever you want. And it's just open season. Let's just get it all out there. And, you know, we, we eventually got our, worked our way through it. I mean, there were still some long, some long hours and some long days, but we eventually got ourselves through and it was just by making some of those minor tweaks to existing processes, harnessing, you know, people's good intent. They want you to know that something's broken because they think they're the only one experiencing it. So they're, they think they're doing their duty, but it's actually spamming us. Just putting some of that stuff in uh, really helped to kind of gain control of that situation. And I think it, over the long run, built a lot of rapport because my, I mean, that's seven years ago, and my name is still associated with that product, even though I don't work there uh, on that system anymore. People still uh -huh. come to me for advice <laughs> on that thing. So it's like, so we must have done something right, you know, uh, it's to, to do it over again, I would have instituted those processes up front, 
but you know that's uh, that's where you know some of the 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 rubber hits the road, if you will, and it makes what you and I are talking about here very real. And I'm sure there's there's plenty of people out there who are just going, yes, you know, like I have experienced something similar to that. You you know when you're overwhelmed. And for me, it took several different voices to tell me you have to take a break. Like just hearing it from one source wasn't enough, but to hear it from a few people, it was like, maybe maybe i should probably take a break here yeah you're so caught up on the inside out you know you don't see it but uh, you're glad that other people did and and told you enough yes mercifully yeah i would say the one of the most interesting parts of what you just said was i never even thought about this whole global economy thing the way you just said it because for example the whole email email thing where somebody's emailing, emailing you at all hours of the day and expecting a I need this now answer. Yeah. That's actually more real than ever thanks to the internet mm-hmm. and the and with the online entrepreneurship, online coaches, all these, you know, even if it's an e-com store, you're going to have that. You're going to have that 24/7. Yeah. There's going to be if it's not an email, it could even be Facebook Messenger audio messages. Yes. Imagine getting a whole bunch of those all throughout the day. It's according to what you're saying, that is why it is absolutely crucial to have the systems and processes and boundaries, which is mm-hmm. essential to what you just said, to be able to control, okay, wait a second, I could be caught up for 18 hours straight and not go to the gym and not go to my yoga class and not do this and that and this. And not that. eat dinner, not take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so it gets pretty have, bad sometimes. <laughs> we've all gone four days without taking a shower. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So yeah, I hear you. That's exactly how it is. And it, it's not until somebody calls it out many times that we yeah. go, you know what, I really do need something about this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's it's tough. And it's tough when you're already in it, you know. If you if you're if you're already sitting there thinking like, ooh, this kind of sounds like me, like it's uh it's time to take a step back allow yourself to take a day off and just recharge, you know, don't think about work. Don't think about anything. Like it'll all be there the next day and you'll be that much better off, you know, go take a hike. Like, I mean, like literally get out and take a hike, (laughs) you know, like do, do stuff with your family, uh, do stuff with your friends. Like there's, there's so much more to life than, than the business. And it may not seem like it right now, but if you just get the day away from it, it'll all still be there. It'll all be fine. And you'll, you'll have just that, that perspective that will help you to, to start making some of these baby steps towards kind of getting control back and, and, you know, living the life that you really set out to live. Like you didn't mean for your business to, to take over and that's, it just happens sometimes. And that's, I mean, that's fine. It happens to everybody. So it's not, not anything to beat yourself up over or to be, um, you know, like adding that onto your plate of things to be worried about. Just just take a day and get some perspective and find out what's the thing that is causing you the most pain. So takes the most time is the thing that you're just like, I really don't want to do. Like pain comes in a lot of different forms, but the, the thing that's the most painful for you, what is it? And is there something that you can start doing that's very simple that can just help alleviate that pain point? And simplicity is key because, you know, think of, um, 
it's, it's a bad analogy, but it's like, think about diets, right? It's like, who sticks to a diet? Like, ugh. I'm so good at a diet for like a week. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I like ice cream. Okay. So I'm just going to eat it. And it's too bad. Like it, it has to be simple and it has to be something that you will uh, keep up with. And that's why, you know, I was telling you earlier, like, I don't have a rubber stamp of like, here's what it is that has to be done. Like whatever you're doing, it's gotten you this far. Yeah. Like, let's just make a minor tweak to that thing. It doesn't have to be huge. And you can get so much time and in, in, in that uh, control back just by taking one step and looking at the thing that causes you the most pain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's doing the life hack the smart way, so to say. I have mm-hmm. uh, like Tony Horton is a big influencer in my life in regards to that because uh, he talks a little bit about the, the whole diet thing. He's like, you know, here's the way I make a salad tasty. You know, and, you know, with this dressing and strawberries and a little bit of uh, cilantro. And I was like, man, I never, never even thought of doing it that way. I thought it would just be, there's a whole bunch of spinach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you can actually do it where you actually enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. If you, you have to make it to where you are happy with it, you do like it. And you're like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Rather than having to push yourself with a no, like that cat that's trying to be put in the in the tub, in those YouTube yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. But I, I just laugh in my mind because I, I like I, I don't know why. I just think that's so freaking funny. <laughs> have you seen that video? <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up after this. It, so- it sounds it's like I can imagine much- it. <laughs> it sounds good. I can imagine what's happening. <laughs> it's this cat that this lady grabs in the bathroom and they're about to drop him inside of a tub Mm-hmm. with water and the cat is like with his four legs spread out Ow! he's screaming no uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know why it's just pretty funny but here's the thing like <laughs> co- coming back to the <laughs> yeah I, I have dogs who do the same thing they're like oh it's bath time i'm out <laughs> that's hilarious i didn't even know dogs did that too let's see were you married when that happened no i was not oh, i was wow. um I was living um, on my own for the first time in uh, quite some time. So I'm sure, you know, that was a contributing factor is that I didn't have anybody except my dog, like (laughs) who could give me any feedback that, you know, things were going off the rails. And then um, the the other thing that contributed there was being in a virtual work environment. So even, even today, like the, the work that I do uh, for the, my my corporate role is virtual so you just don't like nobody lays eyes on you for days at a time you know like you start to look haggard like it doesn't matter if you took a shower because you know who cares like those those things kind of start to go by the wayside a little bit and um yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't have any eyes on uh to help me um identify that there were you know some some not good, not so good things happening that I needed to take a break. That's a tricky thing because when you, I, I guess when you do have a relationship, you have a little bit more at stake and you do have somebody saying, Hey, wake up. But yeah. it's funny that you would even do th- these things to ourselves. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know a single entrepreneur that hasn't been in that sort of, you know, quote unquote workaholic mode where they forget yeah. about everything else in life, right? For quite a while. 
and we think we're making so much progress, but then it comes to many times it could come to situations like the one you just described where don't get me wrong. I do believe behind every breakdown, quote unquote, there's a breakthrough. Yep. But it is about working smart. You can work hard. I'm not opposed to that, but make sure you're, if you're working hard, you're working smart as well. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's part of where, you know, like the, the first step is not just tell me about your business, but like, tell me about, it's almost like quality of life. Like, when's the last time you went on a date with your, your spouse? You know, like, when's uh, the last time you went to an, uh, the gym? When's the last time you took your dog for a walk? Like, those kinds of questions help me to understand, you know, just kind of how deep into things, uh, you know, somebody might be. But I mean, those, those are the things that matter. And those, that balance is what brings the, the stability, the balance, um, the alignment to the business is when you've got that other stuff kind of figured out. And it's, it's funny because those are the first things as an entrepreneur that, that I certainly let go of. I'm like, eh, the dog doesn't need a walk today, you know, like, yeah. and now it, it, it's, it's just that, that one little concession that starts a, a, a bigger spiral. So I, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's real interesting. It's almost counterintuitive, but then when you really take a step back and think about it, it's like you, you are meant to be a whole person. It's not just about, you know, your, your business or your company, it's the, the whole package. And that involves a lot more than just, uh, you know, what you do to bring in uh, the bread and butter, so to speak. It's about thriving in all areas of life. What we're yeah. talking about a well-rounded individual, because mm-hmm. especially when you're a business owner, your relationship, your nutrition, <laughs> you, like you said, even your dog, whether he's happy or sad, that's going to affect you. Yeah. And it affects our decisions. But hands down, it even affects the bottom line. Some people want to just look at it that way. But at the same time, it is about living life for. I mean, if you really think about it, the reason why we're doing these businesses in the first place is to have this vision, this dream that we had in mind. Nobody has the vision of, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and work my ass off and have a uh-huh. life. Yep. Right? And, and just be completely ragged and yeah, like not take care of myself, all this stuff. Yeah. It's the opposite way. It feels amazing to take care of yourself. It feels amazing to feel like a true boss that's in control of your time, in control of your life, thriving, happy, right. And and, and really Mm -hmm. having all these things happen. Absolutely. So I'm assuming that that whole experience was what inspired you. Like kind of see the need. That's what it sounds like. Like you were in that so to say black hole, I called up the black hole because it sucks yeah. you in. Yeah, it's and fair. <laughs> it's good. And you got out of it. Is that when you kind of saw the light, so to say, like, man, I could help a lot of people. Like, by learning. I think it was, yeah, I think it was definitely the start of it. Um, because, you know, this, I was kind of talking about this a little bit uh, earlier on, but it's, it's that like when you get so far gone, like how I was, it takes a long time to peel things back. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I mean, it took like my health took a toll, like there, it, it there were physical and mental um, 
issues that came up like, you know, as a result of getting that far down, like it was pretty bad. And so, you know, those things take a while, which is why I don't want anybody to ever get as bad as that was, right? Because they take such a long time to kind of recover and, and get back to who you are and, and have that balance again. So, I mean, honestly, it, it, it took years to get it back because it was so, so bad. And so what I had, what I did as a result of that was, you know, first learn how to take care of myself. So it's, you know, nutrition, it's exercise, it's, um, you know, making space for just going and doing fun stuff. Right. Um, I'm working on it. Like it's, it's, uh, it's critically important, but um, you know, at the same time, it's kind of hard to do, right? So it, it takes some wa- a while to kind of instill some of those habits and, and change those behaviors. So I had to kind of prioritize my own recovery, for lack of a better word. Like, you know, I've got to get the physical health back, then I've got to get the mental health, and then I have to get the, the structure and, you know, what is it that I want to be when I grow up? So I spent, you know, the last several years just figuring out trial and error, what techniques work for me, what stuff doesn't work for me. So I became a a Zumba instructor so that I forced myself to go to a fitness class at least once a week. Like I was held accountable because I was the instructor. Like if you're a student, you can just skip and people notice, but they're not like, Ooh, where were you? The instructor doesn't show, right? Like that's problem. So I use that as a way to, to uh, kind of force some of these things into becoming a habit. And, you know, it turns out Zumba is a lot of fun and you can, you know, get uh, a lot of good exercise from it as well. So I was like, hey, score. It's like I'm not even exercising because those are the best when you're just like having fun. You don't even know you're working. So (laughs) that's that's what I call a life hack. You are able to tweak it into something you enjoy and make it happen. Yes. So like stuff like that, uh, reading a bunch of books, um, just to kind of figure out like different ways that people get organized and and what that means and what that looks like to them. And, um, you know, one of my favorite ones is, uh, called eat that frog. And it's, uh, it's just like, it's a bunch, like it's a hundred page, like it's a, it's a pretty quick read. And the punchline is the frogs are the things that are critically important but you don't want to do them for some reason. And so it's all about prioritizing. It's about figuring out first what your frogs even are and then prioritizing those things and making sure that you get the frog or at least advance the work on the frog every day. There's, you know, you don't, you don't cheat and get to feel good by like doing something that doesn't matter and then work on the frog, you know, like you, you work on the frog and only the frog until the frog is done, uh, you know, and it's, it's just different ways of, of doing prioritization. So I, I've spent, you know, the last seven ish years just learning, you know, like, like you said, life hacks, learning about different ways of, of being organized and structured so that I never get to that place again, because it's, it's only me that is going to look out for me and, and set these boundaries and, you know, establish uh, what's good and what's not good for Kathy. So, uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of studying and have been kind of a student of figuring all this stuff out for myself. So I've, I don't know, I've, I've just built it. And like I said before, I, I, it's never, it's never done. 
Like it's, uh, there, it's not perfect. And, you know, I, I kind of like it that way. Cause then there's always something that you can change, always something different to try. And, you know, if it works great and if not, oh, well, like go back to the other thing. So it's, it's been an evolution, but you know, it's, it's really since, you know, becoming my own small business owner that it's really kind of clicked where it's like, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the suck again, you know, (laughs) and sometimes it comes back, you know, so that's when it really started up. And then, you know, in networking with folks and, and, uh, interacting with them, like they, I'm telling you, everybody that I talk to, they're like, Oh my gosh, I need your help. And I'm like, fine. Like, let's do it, man. Cause you know, I, I don't want anybody to feel like how I did. So I think that's, that's my driving force. And I just keep learning and evolving from, from that point. Amazing. I'm a strong believer on big, wise to drive passions and fulfillment. Like the ones you just described. Hmm. I'm curious. You seem like a lifelong learner. Like you like, you like to read, right? You like to read. Yes. Yep. You, I didn't. I, I liked to read as a kid, and then I took a break, and I didn't like to read for a while. But now I'm back. <laughs> now you're back. Yeah. I think I think we all kind of go through that if you really think about it. Because when most of us go through high school and college, we're forced to read stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's where you know I, I know so many people that go right after, especially right after finishing college. I'm never reading a book again. I'm yeah. Like, Man, that's gonna be a sad life. But I, I used to be like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I'm like. Oh my gosh, I love reading. So yes, I wanted to ask you what are you, what are some of your other favorite books that you would say have changed your life, like the one you just described? I think my favorite one that I have read uh, here recently is "You Are a Badass" by Jen Sincero. So she says, you know, a a lot of similar messages that Tony Robbins has, that Deepak Chopra has. Like there's 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 similar threads to to what some of these uh these guys are saying but hers for whatever reason just reached through to me and it's probably because you know she uses colorful language and you know it's just a little bit more like you're you're listening to a conversation instead of trying to decipher some uh philosophy or listen to a lecture mm-hmm. so you know, that's, that's one that it's like I have, and I, um, I read that one through pretty quick. And then she's got a second one, like you're a badass at making money. So I'm reading that one right now, just to kind of further and those principles that she, that she's got in the first book, but then it's like honed into money and your relationship with money. And like, it's okay to want to have a lot of money so that you can do what you want to do with your life and help people. And, you know, all all of that kind of changing your mentality around money. So that's another one that's on the nightstand right now. Um, You know, some of the Simon uh, Sinek stuff, uh, start with why, find your why. I'm a, I'm a why person anyway, but when, you know, somebody's like, Hey, why are you doing that? I'm like, Hmm. Mm. <laughs> so you know it's like it, it gave me the the chance to kind of sit down and you know it's kind of workbook style so you just kind of work through what some of your stuff is and uh you know i think that's important like you were saying before i think it's important to know why you get up in the morning why you do what you do so that was uh that was good and then i've got another one uh that's on the nightstand right now that's um it's win without pitching 
So it's um Is it the manifesto? It's the manifesto, yeah. It's um great book. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's like geared, I think, more towards uh, you know, consultants and it's like you you know, you you should know your value. You should know that you are an expert in what you are doing and you should price yourself accordingly and you should win business accordingly. So, you know, don't ever do another RFP. Don't ever do another proposal. Like they either want you or they don't. And it's, you know, 12 ways of breaking that down. So I'm like halfway through that one, but um, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's just kind of straight talk. Like don't do another RFP. If they want you to RFP, they don't know what you're worth. So just forget about it. So it's pretty interesting. I've actually read that book and it's one of the most fascinating books I've ever read. <laughs> I have learned past it that I think the meaning that I got from it was that, and, and this is now coming from experience too, that doing the RFP or sending a proposal, so to say, without having an actual verbal agreement in the moment is actually pointless <laughs> because usually when you hear someone say, Oh yeah, send me a proposal or something like that. It's, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it's what we call the nice no, <laughs> but there, yeah. but what I, yeah, what I have learned is that there is a way to even turn that around. Cause that book is all about conversations rather than presentations. And I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah that that part of it really speaks to me too and um you know it's uh it's it's got a lot of the the things that you you would just experience you know like uh jumping too quickly to a sale you know like all that stuff you're just like eh, absolutely not but conversations uh come much easier they build rapport they happen over time there's less pressure so you're you're in abundance and you're not in scarcity so you're just like yeah whatever you know like we'll chat I can help you. Just let me know if you need some help. Like that, that, that stuff definitely speaks to me. And I'm like nodding my head. Yes. At the end of every chapter. basically. So That's it's awesome. good stuff. Yeah. That has to be yeah. one of the top books that every entrepreneur must read, especially when they're in a consulting position. But even yeah. I would say, even if you're an online coach, you should, you should read it. If you want to understand a little bit more about your own value. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And That's, how to portray that to others too, because that's the important part. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. Curious. So those are, those are the ones Yeah, on, uh, on the nightstand right now. So, um, you know, just like I said, I'm in sponge mode and try to just read a little bit each night to, it's one of the things, one of the processes that I instituted to just sleep better at night is to just read a little bit before I go to bed. And it's got, a progression of how interesting it is. So it slowly, you know, gets a little bit less interesting. So then I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed. So it works out. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, See, processes um, don't have to be technical. <laughs> like just read a book. Hmm, done. Yeah. Sometimes it's just doing it. Mm-hmm. Like the Nike slogan. Yeah, absolutely. Now, at the same time, when we're speaking of processes and entrepreneurship, we all go through, no matter what stage it is, the fear. Right? The fear of whatever it is. 
degree of unknown or loss or whatever. Sometimes some people are scared of, of growing you. Oh, I don't want to get too big because, right? What scares you? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I'll have to give that a little bit of thought because I think I, what's, uh, what's funny is like I'm a control freak by nature. So not having control is certainly scary, but, um, you know, I, I'm learning to kind of embrace that because if, you know, if you think about like, if you set out to, um, I'm trying to think of a a silly example here, like to, uh, to go to the mall and that's the only thing that you're going to do today. Well then if, if you've just got your head down, controlling that and focusing on just going to the mall, then you could miss the opportunity to go to somewhere way better, like a water park or, you know, the, the, to, to some hike that's somewhere beautiful because you're just like, I've got to go to the mall and you've missed it. So it's, it's something that I'm trying to be less afraid of is just not having control, having kind of an idea in mind of what the end looks like, but letting the path to get there kind of just happen as opposed to me orchestrating every single piece of it. So that, that for me is a tough one because it's like inherent to my being, you know, I'm like, I'm organized, you know, processes, systems, but I also recognize that, you know, that there, there are limits to, to that. And if I limit myself, you know, too much, then I miss out on other things. So that's, that's one thing that I'm afraid of for sure. I'd say roller coasters is another one, but (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I think that I think there's a very deep point that goes hand in hand well with what you're saying. You are a process-driven person. I bet a lot of entrepreneurs and online Christmas can relate to what you just said because mm. you, you know when you're talking about anything, Facebook ads, coaching, group, whether it's group or individual. Especially if we're talking about primarily people. There will always be a dynamic element to that. That's what we're talking about. Dynamics of, well, if this doesn't go as planned or if this doesn't go as this process dictates or states, what do we do? And there's no, there's, you know, we can have certain formulas or proven outcomes that we can bring back based on oh yeah yeah when that happens we can do this but sometimes something will come something will come up it's bound to mm-hmm. happen where you you're not gonna know yeah you gotta figure it out right there and then and what you just said is a huge huge point because you do have to be open to discovery and having that even lead you to where you want to go in a positive way not being scared of the discovery because some people are they're completely scared mm-hmm. of the where they paralyze you paralysis by analysis right yep you can suffer from paralysis by analysis especially if you're a very logical rational process driven person that doesn't want to make rash decisions but sometimes in entrepreneurship you gotta make quick decisions 
Yes. Right. But as I will still say that having the processes for most stuff and the systems would actually enable so that when something does come up, that is that unpredictable factor, sudden mm-hmm. pivot that needs to happen, then you can actually handle it with a lot more confidence. A lot. More yeah. Confidence. Yeah. You may not have a precedence for what exactly is happening at the moment, but you at least have, um, you know, kind of that calm state of mind that, you know, where you're, you're just not frantic about it. Like you, in, in the example we were talking about earlier, if, you know, Facebook goes down, well, that's probably pretty close to unprecedented, right? Like how often does that happen? (laughs) So, you you know, if, if you are balanced and aligned in what you're doing, then you'll just have the mental space to uh, make a better response or have a better reaction to what's happening. And I think you might also be in a place where you trust other people's ideas instead of just like, no, it's gotta be my way. I have to go to the mall. You know, like you'll, you'll trust when other people come up and say, yeah, but the water park's way more fun. Like, yeah, all right then. So, you know, cause if you don't have that rapport built up with, with, uh, with folks and you don't trust them, then their ideas, you're, you're not going to believe in them and you'll just go with what you had to start with, which might be a stranglehold kind of, uh, you know, a, a scarcity response instead of abundance. So I, I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. You have to have that open time and that mm, kind of relaxed feel about things so that when something unprecedented happens, you can at least react to it from a place of calm instead of um, franticness, I suppose. It's tough. Well, it's it's tough when you are like, the the buck stops here with me for every decision. It's it's hard to to let that go, like how we've been talking. But you know, it's it's so much better once you do. <laughs> you know, like you just get so so much more out of everything. Uh, your your all your relationships, all your your business will thrive because you'll stop focusing on all the stuff that you have to do, and then it gives you a chance to look around and see how you can help elevate other people. Like it, it just really takes it to to the next level if you can, as as the owner, just kind of get in alignment and get control of what's happening. Absolutely. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Especially as it relates to business, but I find this to be true just in in life as well. But you know, see what what can be done to help other people to be successful. Like don't, don't think about yourself and what you need right out of the shoot. Think about how can I help you to be successful in what you are doing? And, and, and success could mean, you know, any variety of things. Is there a pain point that I can remove? Is there uh, some workload that I could pick up, uh, you know, to, to help you? Can I take your kid to school or pick your kid up from school so you can go, you know, get your uh, yoga class in or whatever. Like, there's, there's um, all different ways to, to help uh, other people to be successful. And for me, I've, I've really been practicing that uh, over the last year plus. And it's, I mean, just so crazy what comes to you and the opportunities that open up just because you have offered to help somebody else instead of thinking about yourself first. Give, give, give. Mm. 
It always comes back bigger than what you give. You have that. Yeah, and and very much unexpected. Um, you know, you, you you can't, and I I certainly can't fathom. You know the the goodness and the benefit that has come to to me just from you know doing some small things just to help my sister in law out, uh, just to hear you know be a sounding board for her and her small business, or you know just whatever. Like there's. There, there's nothing that is too small to help somebody with, and you just never know what other people are going through. You know, just you, you're checking out at the grocery store, talk to the person, talk to the cashier, talk to the bagger. Like, they're, they're people, they're having an experience, you know, and you can talk to them. And just something like that, I'm telling you, I used to be a cashier, I used to be a bagger, makes their day because nobody talks to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just little stuff like that. And so, you know, we, we, uh, we call it peopling, <laughs> you know, where you're like out there being a person involved in the world instead of just like blinders on and checking out at the grocery store or whatever. But, um, so right. it's, it's, it's so powerful. And, and I mean, it just makes people's day and it's the smallest stuff. Like it, it doesn't have to be, and same with processes and systems. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be technical. It can just be saying hello to your neighbor in the street. It, I mean, complimenting them on their yard when you know they just sweated their ass off mowing that lawn and it looks great. Tell them. Like, nobody's going to tell them. And you just, you absolutely make their day. Wow. Powerful stuff. Little things, too. It's so little. And it, oh, it feels, and I'll tell you, it feels so good to do that because the reaction that you get is just like, thank you. Or, you know, whatever, like you, you just blow people away by interacting with them. And it's, uh, and it's, it, I mean, it's a win-win. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Heck yeah. And even when you're thinking about the state, right, when we're talking about the state, state of chaos, state of realization, state of happiness, it helps, right? It, it, our yeah. reality in our lives are the people around us. It's not the mm-hmm. buildings, not just the trees. It's, it's really a big part of it is the people. Yeah. And I think that lends, it, it helps you as a person to gain some perspective too, you know, like you just, just by interacting with somebody and seeing that it makes their day, you're like, Oh my, okay. <laughs> like it's, it, it really just kind of helps for me to kind of ground, especially like if I'm, if I'm really feeling and like, I don't want to do something or I am like, Oh, I just want to sit on the couch all day. Like that's the day to get so totally dressed up and go do something because that's the day when you need the energy, when you need to kind of uh, generate that. And then other people do too. And it's those end up being the best days I have made some of the best connections and I have some of the best relationships from just getting my butt off the couch when I didn't feel like doing it and going and, you know, interacting with people. I, I mean, I have met some very like critical people in my life just because of that. It's, it's crazy. Pushing through, powering through, we would call that. Yes. <laughs> Your dreams ain't going to happen just from laying on the couch. As they say. No, no. <laughs> Who inspires you or what? Who or what inspires you today? I, I mean, I have a few inspirations, um, but probably the two most critical ones are my wife and my mom. 
So my mom is very, um, very supportive, very nurturing, very um, just like a, like a, like a true soul, you know, like she just kind of tells you like it is. And, um, you know, she, she's been there for me, regardless of what has been happening. You know, the, she's one of the people that was like, dude, take a shower. It's been, it's been two weeks, you know, or whatever, back when I was having all those issues, um, you know, that, that we talked about before with work and, and the long hours and, and getting sucked into the black hole. Um, but yeah, she, she is always there. Um, she's willing to do whatever, like, you know, she'll drive me to appointments. She will bring food, you know, like whatever it is, she, she is there and she believes in me and what I can do, uh, no matter what. And she takes the chance. She tells me that. So she doesn't keep it to herself, you know, which is like, sometimes it's just assumed or implied that, you know, that's what the relationship is, is like, but she it, she tells you. And so that's, uh, I think, really important so that you, you know, you kind of know where you stand and you know how she feels. And then I get the chance to reciprocate that back to her. Um, on the other hand, you know, my wife is a huge inspiration to me because like, she's just fearless. So all the stuff where I'm telling you like, Oh, let's just press this button because it's free and let's see what happens. Okay. So like five years ago, Hmm. I don't know about pushing that button. You know, I'm like, eh. and so she, she challenges me to do uh, stuff and she models that challenge. Like she, she'll wrestle an alligator. I think if, if the opportunity presented her, like she would just do whatever <laughs> and just to try it, you know, and just be like, well, that didn't go well or you know, whatever. But she, she always learns from, from the experience experience good or bad you know however it turns out she always learns she always keeps going and she always believes in me too so like no matter no matter what's happening no matter you know how low low gets or how high high gets uh you know she's there believing in me supporting me and um you know she's also that person that's like okay dude take a shower already <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that made you you know like eh, you might want to but she's also the person that's like you don't have to shower today so <laughs> you know it kind of works out yeah. right but it's um it's it's her just fearlessness i think that is the the quality that is is so inspirational to me because that's the thing that i uh feel like i don't have so I kind of, you know, pick up on that from her and live a little bit vicariously through her fearlessness. And it plays a big part as far as I can tell, especially being an entrepreneur, because you need that fearless influence. Yes. Yeah, you've got to have somebody who's out there challenging, you know, you a little bit, pushing, you know, giving you some crazy ideas. Like, did you ever think about this? Like, that's um, other, you know, otherwise, like what the, the you you would set your own limits you know and you wouldn't be able to attain anywhere near the success that even somebody else can envision for you so yeah it's absolutely. it's it's big time absolutely and by the way thank you so much for this cuz uh absolutely and and thank you i mean this this is this has been a lot of fun for me this is one of those things where it's like effortless and you've you've made it very easy and conversational and relaxed. Like it's, uh, 
it's been two hours already. Like, holy cow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's exactly how what I wish for it to be. And for the people too, you know, I think that everyone's going to get so much value from this conversation. If awesome. Like- yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So Kathy, where can people learn more about you and get more resources or information from Absolutely. So um, I would check out a couple of spots. I have a website, asavvymaven.com. And then I also have a Facebook page, Savvy Maven. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Dater. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Masters of Influence podcast. If you got value from this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe so you can enjoy the next episodes that are going to include a YouTube expert. They're going to include a product creation expert, vision, sales and marketing, everything and anything to help you grow your audience and your engagement so you can scale up your monetization. I will see you on the next episode.